Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I can say this because I'm from there. I think there is some very cultish stuff going on in California. I know a lot of you pay attention on our live stream. A lot of you are listening in California, and I know—I mean no disrespect to you at all. But there's this weird thing about living in California. As though everybody else is supposed to think it's really impressive that you live in California. You can have California. You can have it all. And I love California. My family is in California. You know, I have a friend out there. Her husband lost his job. What? Six months ago. This was after he was out of work for like three years prior. And he did a bunch of odd jobs and did this and that and ended up reestablishing himself, reinventing himself. Right. And then he got laid off again and he cannot find work again. And I said to my friend, I'm like, look, you guys have a house. You're not far from the ocean. Why don't you sell and move somewhere where you could take the equity that you have in your house, which you would get for it and actually have a nest egg? Go get a house on a lake. Get some land. Live a little. Breathe a little. Have money for for tomorrow. You guys could do that. Absolutely not. Not a possibility. I don't get it. But I do get this, that the exodus of productive citizens from California is, we got to talk about this. Obviously, it's such a beautiful place. And when you remember that, obviously, the, the topography, the different kinds of people there, it is gorgeous. But it's undeniably true, easy to see why once upon a time, California was really the destination of choice. It was the golden state. It was where the rich and famous were, but where you could actually live, too. You could enjoy the sunshine, the climates, the flowers, and snow when you wanted it, if you wanted it. But something's going on. More than 75,000 people 
left California last year. This is according to the U.S. Census Bureau's latest population estimates. That is the population of like Napa Valley. Just getting up and saying, peace out, I'm done. Where are you going? What are you doing? Why? Now, do you really need the roadmap? Of course not. This year ranked the fourth consecutive year of population loss for the Golden State. And although it is slowing a bit from the previous two years when California lost half a million residents, the federal estimates show that the exodus has not stopped. The state's projected net loss comes despite an uptick in foreign immigration that brought 126,000 people into California last year. Did you hear that? 126,000 immigrants. But what isn't presented is how many of these immigrants are legal and how many are not, and arguably should not be in the country at all, much less in California, placing a drain on the state's dwindling resources. How is it possible that at the beginning of this year, Gavin Newsom took a victory lap, boasted, held a press conference? He was sitting atop a nearly $100 billion surplus. How is it possible now that there's a $68 billion deficit? How is that even possible? I couldn't possibly spend that much. And all of this is exacerbated in part by high numbers of wealthy people leaving the state for lower taxes and cost of living. Government budget analysts have already warned California will have to deal with $30 billion deficits for at least the next three years. Oh, goody. So wait a minute. The cost of housing is unaffordable. God forbid you're one of my older son's ages and you might be in the in the market to scrimp and save and scrape away some cash to put on a down payment. Hell no. Forty something four percent of people's income is going to just pay their mortgage or their rent. How on earth do you squirrel away when that's what's going on? Gavin Newsom, what a what a wonderful leader who fancies himself presidential material. And this is exactly the sort of stuff that Democrats would love. Breaking us from within. See, it's not just California. How about New York? New York lost nearly 102,000 residents last in, in the last year. Most in the nation. Who did you think grew? You know it. Texas. Florida. Red areas. New York's population plunged more than any other state in the country over the past year. This is according to sobering new statistics as fed up lawmakers and ex-New Yorkers blame crime and the sky high cost of living. Almost 102,000 people fled the Empire State from July of 2022 to this past July. This is the United States Census Bureau reporting this report came out Tuesday. This is one of eight states to face a net decline in residents over the period, while red states, including Texas and Florida, saw the largest growth in population. This isn't, it's not complicated. It's basic. It's human nature. You will flee danger. You will go toward prosperity. You will go toward freedom. You will go toward opportunity. And it's super nice when the weather is warm and the sky is blue. And the beer is cold. I just threw that one in there. Sorry, it's Friday. Almost 102,000 people leaving New York. Holy cow. There's a retired New York 
police department lieutenant who's who's quoted in this particular article in the New York Post that I'm looking at right now. And he said people are getting sick of it. The lawlessness, the protests and transit hubs, young families no longer see this as a place to raise their children. No doubt. Why would you? Criminals, migrants being put ahead of everybody, everybody else, everyday New Yorkers. As long as that continues, more people are going to flee and you cannot blame them. So you can imagine how this is the punch in the groin for all of these people. You cannot make it up. Kathy Hochul, mayor or rather governor of New York yesterday. She's not going to talk about the homeless. She's not going to talk about the lawlessness. She's not going to talk about crime, uh, the outrageous cost of everything, how it generally sucks to live there in certain areas for sure. Here's your headline, ABC News. Reparations to be considered under the New York, new New York policy. Reparations. Reparations. This is where we are. We can't win your vote because everything that we do sucks. It costs you more. It makes your life woefully inconvenient. Snarls you in red tape and bureaucracy. Do you guys know that my house is under construction? And there are eight phases of inspection in the city where I live that we've got to jump through, that my builder has to go through, the contractor. And each one has to be met and passed before we can move to eight of them. You've got your wiring. You've got your plumbing. You've got your insulation before the insulation. You you have to, of course, do all of these things. And then you can put up your drywall. After the drywall, then you've got to do this. We had to move a window. You would have thought, right, that I was reinventing the wheel. This is the bogged down suck of Democrat governance. We're going to overregulate. We're going to create more rules, more, more bureaucracy, more bean counters, more morons who don't do the job, who don't do it well, because these are the people who've been f- failed through the system. Well, why don't you just go over there? You can work for the city. I'm sure that'll be great. This is why the garbage is all over the roads where I live, why the same dead decomposing deer is going through various phases of decomp. It's a freaking, it's a literary, uh, it, it is a ke- chemistry experiment right here. Biology and chemistry on the highway. We do not pick up anything. We do not care, but we will tax the liver out of you. Period. Reparations, Kathy? Somebody should just, oh boy, throw her down the steps. Seems like a logical solution right now. New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed legislation Tuesday to create a new commission to study reparations and racial justice. I hope it's funded by taxpayer dollars, Kath. Because you're such a, a bonus from Andrew Cuomo. The state commission will be tasked with examining the legacy of slavery. Well, we don't want to do that because we're trying to rewrite history. That's why we took away that memorial at Arlington. This is, this is the focus. This is why nobody wants to live in Chicago why they're leaving Illinois, why they're leaving California, leaving New York. It is simply not worth it anymore. I will find a new path and new hope somewhere I've never dreamed of. Idaho or Montana or Tennessee or Alabama. Anything is better than where I'm from. Thanks, Democrats. 
What a great job. Meantime. Meantime. Just devastating news for our veterans. And you have to hear this. It's important. These people deserve our utmost respect. And they're being crapped on every day by this administration. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. A strange value system the left wants us to embrace as this new normal, where the traditional values that we grew up with, that we are trying to pass on to our kids, uh, is supposed to be totally discounted, reimagined, and changed. Now it's don't take responsibility for what you do. Somebody will pick up your mess. If you don't want to pay for it, steal it. If you don't like what somebody is doing, hit them in the back of the head, knock them unconscious. Take, lie, thieve, be a lousy human being. But I draw the line. There are certain segments of our population. Veterans don't fiddle with our veterans. The Kathy Hochul is, is stupidly launching something to study reparations, Right. Instead of studying, how do we get every single United States veteran off of our cities and our state streets and put them into housing, respectable housing, where they can be warm and dry and safe all winter long? That should be your focus, Kathy, considering the number of homeless veterans rose by 7% over last year. It is the highest jump, the highest number ever tracked. We are failing our greatest heroes. A new study has found that the number of homeless veterans in the United States rose by 7% in the last year, which is reportedly the highest jump ever tracked. This is a problem that has always bothered most Americans, but it is even more frustrating today as we see our political leaders in various cities and states Scrambling to find shelter for people who've entered our country illegally. I mean, do you need to say more? This is what Mr. Blakemore was saying at the Chicago City Council meeting that we brought to you at the beginning of the show. Stop bringing these people in. I didn't vote for this. We weren't given the opportunity to weigh in. You are creating a national disgrace. And you've turned Chicago into an embarrassment. Yeah, he used his three minutes to say that. Veterans should obviously take priority over everybody, let alone people illegally coming across our border. This is out of Breitbart. The number of homeless veterans rose more than 7% from 2022 to 2023. This is the largest yearly jump since jump rather since the government began tracking the metric more than a decade ago, according to a recently released government study. The study from the Department of Housing and Urban Development showed an increase of more than 2,400 veterans without stable housing in the past year over the year prior, bringing the total of homeless veterans to 35,574. According to the report, advocates for homeless veterans say the actual number of veterans without housing is likely even higher, given the limitations of the survey. Department of Veterans Affairs 
Secretary Dennis McDonough. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Said in a statement that the White House planned to increase grant programs to prevent homelessness among veterans. You know, if it wasn't so laughable that Kamala Harris said when the border was wide open and we all knew and saw what was going on, that we needed to get to the root problems of things. The root problem of things is that we've allowed failure for too long. That the people who've been failed by education, who've been failed by their adult role models, have been able to pass go, collect the money, not do the work, and subsequently not grow, not achieve, not become independent. And then what is our bureaucracy's answer? Well, we'll throw money at it. Well, that's how you get to be $33 trillion in debt. We're going to start, we're going to put in more money to more grants. Where the hell's that money going? It's not going to Sergeant Johnson living at the corner of 5th and Broadway. It's going to some loser's pockets. Some bureaucrat hacks. This is unacceptable. Mr. Blakemore from Chicago. I know you're not going to hear this, but I'm going to speak to you anyway. You are so spot on. And good for you for showing up 30 years strong to city council meetings to say, uh, stand up and say, this is not right. What you are doing is wrong. And our cities and our country is reaping the effects of what you have sown. Nonsense. This next segment is super important. You're not going to get it anywhere else. Because nobody wants to say that word. Shh. That vaccine. Dr. Pierre Corey manages to get a blistering opinion piece published in a very left organization's website. Thehill.com. How did he drop this? And and how damning is it to the vaccine and all things COVID? Wait, don't miss this. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I found it very unusual this morning to wake up to an article in on thehill.com. Thehill.com is not a conservative website. It is a liberal leaning uh, 100%. So when Dr. Pierre Corey's name come up, came up as a uh, an opinion contributor, I was intrigued by that because he has been a relentless truth teller. He lost his job. They went after him during COVID. He's a pulmonologist, right? He's been on the show. He was saying during COVID, hey, what are we doing with this ventilation? We're, we're killing people. We're not saving them. We're killing people. We need to stop doing what we're doing. And he talked about common sense things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And that was not allowed. And we know that was not allowed. And that is such a disgrace. All of this is such a disgrace. During a quote unquote pandemic, having reliable information is of utmost importance. Unless, of course, your government wants you or hates you and doesn't care if you die. And that's kind of what we're looking at. So this is the headline. This is bigger than COVID. Why are so many Americans dying early? Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Robert Califf recently took to X to mourn the catastrophe, catastrophic, I should say, decline in U.S. life expectancy. 
But his post, which hit on smoking and diet, chronic illness and health care, ignored the obvious. People are dying in abnormally high numbers, even now, and long since COVID-19 waned. Yet public health agencies and medical societies are silent. Life insurers have been consistently sounding the alarm over these unexpected or excess deaths, which claimed 158,000 more Americans in the first nine months of 2023 than in the same period in 2019. That exceeds America's combined losses from every war since Vietnam. Congress should urgently work with insurance experts to investigate this troubling trend. With the worst of COVID behind us, annual deaths for all causes should be back to pre-pandemic levels or even lower because of the loss of so many of the sick and the infirm Americans. But instead, the death toll remains alarming, disturbing, and deserving of urgent attention, according to insurance industry articles. Actuarial reports used by insurers to inform decisions show deaths occurring disproportionately among young, working-age people. Nonetheless, America's chief health manager, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, opted in September to archive its excess deaths webpage with a note stating, these data sets will no longer be updated. Nothing to see there. Money, of course, is a motivating issue for insurers. In 2020, death claims took their biggest one-day leap, one-year leap, I should say, since the 1918 influenza scourge, jumping to 15.4%. That's $90 billion in payouts. After hitting $100 billion in 2021, claims slowed in 2022, but are still above 2019. Indemnity experts are urging the adoption of an early warning program to detect looming health problems among people with life insurance and keep them alive. What could be going on? Pay pay close attention because Pierre Corey never says it. And that's why his article got published. Money, of course, as we said, unlike in the pandemic's early phase, these deaths are not primarily among the old. For people 65 and older, deaths in the second quarter of 2023 were 6% below the pre-pandemic norm, according to a new report from the Society of Actuaries. Mortality was 26% higher among insured 35 to 44-year-olds. What? 26%? 19% higher in 25 to 34-year-olds, continuing a death spike that peaked in the third quarter of 2021 at a staggering 101% and 79% above normal, respectively. (sighs) What is going on? To some extent, we know what is killing the young, with an actuarial analysis of government data showing mortality increases in liver, kidney, and cardiovascular diseases and diabetes. Drug overdoses also soared nationwide, but not primarily in the young working class. Therein lies the most pressing question for insurers, epidemiologists, and health agency officials. Why is the traditionally healthiest sector of our society, young, employed, insured workers, dying at such rates? Public health officials aggressively oversaw the pandemic response for better or worse. Why aren't they looking into this? 
In the United Kingdom, where post-pandemic excess deaths in similar demographics also persist, a government-funded independent inquiry is underway. Quote, with each passing week of the COVID inquiry, the BBC reported recently, it is clear there were deep flaws in the way decisions were made and information provided during the pandemic. Nobody is saying it, though you know it. Because this is the game that they have to play to publish it. It's the game of, no, Joe Biden, he's fine. He doesn't have dementia. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the same game as grooming kids. That's not what's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you saying? To what's going on with this vaccine? Why are so many people dying who are vaccinated? What's happening? That's not what's going on. United States needs an examination, the same kind as the UK, of the measures taken to fight the pandemic. This probe by a high-level, unbiased commission. Is there one that could exist? Should focus on what worked and what did not. Lockdowns, limited access to education, social interaction, and health care with documented harm to childhood development, mental health, and the economy. Vaccines were given to more than 270 million people, among them babies, pregnant women, and workers under employer mandates. To ensure future generations are protected and to be ready for the possibility of another pandemic, Congress needs to assess what worked and what did not. The entire time, he dances around all of it. I believe he said the word vaccine one time. That is how you have to play in the world of quote-unquote free speech. Because you you cannot say the vaccines are hurting people. You cannot say that embalmers all over the world are sharing similar stories about the dead, about the blood clots, and that it's in the vaccinated, almost exclusively in the vaccinated can't say that folks when we continue to live in fantasy land where we allow people to tell us what the truth is what the reality is we've lost it and that is why more than ever you need this i need some good So we live in Realville. In Realville, there is greater joy that comes with giving than in receiving. And my boyfriend, Steve Hartman from CBS News, did a story where he followed young people who were able to give the gift of cold hard cash to unsurprising strangers and chronicle the effect it had on them. Enjoy. The red caps were the only clue. The only hint that something Christmas was afoot. Here we go. Something that would soon strike straight to the heart. Are you guys serious? Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) The kids responsible for these moments of overwhelming joy 
are all students and former students of Derek Brown, a Phoenix Elementary teacher who uses my stories to teach kindness and character. A perennial favorite, Secret Santa, that wealthy businessman who every year gives out hundreds of hundred dollar bills to random strangers. It's impossible. This is impossible. It is possible. It's true. Watching Secret Santa do his thing made a huge impression on the kids. I was like shocked because, well, who does that? I've never seen anyone like give, just give money away like that. Could you imagine that someday it would be you? No, not ever. And so, with guidance from Mr. Brown, I sent everybody an itinerary. The kids started a secret Santa club and began fundraising, calling friends, family, and businesses. They raised $8,000 without any help from their school or district, just so they could turn around and give it all away. It's okay. To people like Rosemarie Hernandez. Rosemarie had been out of work for a week. You will give me a lot of relief. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God. They also gave money to Deidre Taylor. Oh my God. Deidre had just gotten diagnosed with cancer and was down to her last $20. You guys are amazing. The children spent the day changing dozens of lives. And along the way, they noticed something remarkable, that the more they gave, the more they got. I'm so happy right now. You get so many feelings in your body that just makes you like want to do it again. Their joy, that's the gift to you. Their joy, that's the gift to you. Exactly the realization Mr. Brown was hoping for. I want this memory to be so strong that it now drives them every day in everything they do. Did today change you? Definitely. I never felt this way in my life. So this was really a life changer for me. Whoever said money can't buy happiness, obviously, never gave it away. Boy, oh boy. God bless you too. You know what I love about that story? Every single person she, those kids gave money to, gave them the biggest hug. Ah, what a great story. I'll meet you someday, Steve Hartman. Mark my words. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Bad Joke Friday on tap next. Well, it is my favorite time of the week. It's not just because it's the last segment of the week, but it is silly because it comes specifically from you. The thought was, you know what? We talk about a lot of the thick stuff, a lot of disturbing things. We think it is important. Sometimes you've got to be uncomfortable. So you need to have some bad jokes. And that's how this began. Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday? All right, if you're new to the show, we always start with Dr. Richard Rafferty from the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. He's got the the first one always. Here's how it goes. Sherlock Holmes and his partner Watson go camping. After several hours of sleeping, Sherlock wakes up and then he wakes Watson up. Watson, Watson, there's a mystery to be solved. 
Look up and tell me what you see. Watson looks up and says, I see billions of stars scattered across the universe. And what can you conclude from that? Watson begins to go into deep theory about space when he gets cut when he, when he gets about three sentences in and Sherlock cuts him off and he says, no, you idiot. Somebody stole our tent. Yeah, I botched it. Sorry. I try. I fail. I'm not allowed to read them in advance. I'm sorry. Have you heard about McDonald's new president? <laughs> wow. Have you heard about McDonald's new presidential value meal? You order whatever you want and the person after you has to pay for it. Oh, that's perfect. A robber held up a well-dressed man, pointing his gun and yelling, give me all your money. The man replied, don't you know who I am? I'm a U.S. congressman. The robber retorted, well, in that case, give me all my money. <laughs> that's about true. Do you know what a billboard's favorite form of communication is? Oh, no. Sign language. Oh, geez. What did the corrupt congressman order on election day? Stuffed ballots. Sorry. What did the satellite say to mission control? <laughs> I feel like you're keeping me at a distance. <laughs> wow. A lonely woman age 70 put an ad in the paper for a husband. Husband wanted. Must be in my age group. Not beat me or run around on me. Must still be good in bed. All applicants apply in person. The next day she heard... At the door, open the door to a gray-haired gentleman with no arms, no legs, sitting in a wheelchair. She said, you're not really asking me to consider you. Well, the gentleman replied, I have no legs, therefore I can't run around on you. I have no arms, nor can I beat you. She raised an eyebrow and said, are you still good in bed? The man beamed and with a broad smile said, I rang the doorbell, didn't I? <laughs> no, that's funny. What, I was nervous for a minute. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> what did the newborn say to his mom? Ooh. Glad to be out. I was running out of womb. Oh, gosh. I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weakened immune system. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Why didn't... Oh, this is an oldie. Uh-oh. Why couldn't the toilet paper cross the road? I got stuck in a crack. Sorry. I mean, do you want me to answer or no? Like, do you want real or do you want... Fu okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you got to give me the the game plan, the rules. What do you call a beer's rear end? A bee, a bee. <sighs> what do you call a Boy, bee? What are you thinking? What about? do you call a bee's rear end? It's a bee, stinger. It's behind. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. uh, if anyone gets a message from me about canned meats, don't open it. It's spam. Oh my gosh! I, wonder, I thought that was funny. I wonder what you'd get if a dinosaur kicked you in the rear end. A megasaur ass. Would, why don't you ever see Santa in the hospital? Oh. Because he has private elf care. Oh, my gosh. Himalayan mountain range is the tallest mountain in the world. Imagine how tall they'd be if him is standing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it, do you? I do. Oh, it's just weird to read funny. it. <laughs> what is a vegan's favorite Christmas carol? Uh-oh. Soy to the world? <laughs> If you can't choose between an angry psychic and a sad psychic, you have to find a happy medium. Gosh. I was at a job interview when the HR rep asked me if I could pass a drug test. I said, it depends on how hard I study. <laughs> <laughs> Why are toilets always so good at poker? Oh, yeah, boy. They always get a flush. Oh, God. <laughs> mm -hmm. When does a joke become a dad joke? Oh, what? When, when? it becomes a parent. 
What do you get when you cross a Democrat and a sheep? Um, nothing, because some things not even a sheep will do. I don't know. Go I, ahead. I don't get it. I don't either. It's okay. What does a house wear? Hmm. A dress. Why is Santa always smiling? Because he knows where all the naughty girls live. Oh, yeah. Oh, How my. you doing? Oh, my. Why did the bullet end up losing his job? Hmm. He got fired. Yours are really bad. What does every old pirate say on his 80th birthday? I'm 80. I asked my wife what she wanted for Christmas. She told me nothing would make her happier than a diamond necklace. So I got her nothing. Oh, my gosh. I dropped a copy of A Christmas Carol on my foot. It hurt like the dickens. Oh, <laughs> think it's funny it is do you want to hear a construction joke okay uh sorry i'm still working on it oh my god how do uh let's see i saw two large black birds stuck together stuck together in my garden this morning well turns out they were velcros keep going okay how do snowmen get around they ride on icicles i like it how is a reindeer like a coin it has a head on one side and a tail on the other that's dumb That's really dumb. Brock, you're not helping me. And finally, I'll leave you with this. Why did all of the family sweaters come out of the washer looking like Christmas sweaters? They were washed in detergent Yuletide. That's just... Look, the rule is... They they really lived up to the It is supposed to be stupid, and it was. Bad Joke Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Ba-da-ba. Hey, I wish you guys a very blessed Christmas. We are off on Monday, back on Tuesday. We hope to see you then. Thank you for being part of what we do. We love you. Merry Christmas. Peace.